Welcome to the DeFi podcast, where we attempt to imagine the future of crypto, because foresight is what makes great investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment. All statements made by hosts or guests are strictly beliefs or point of views and are not recommendations to buy, sell, or hold any security. Hosts or guests may hold certain securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome to the DeFi podcast. Today we are continuing our conversation with Dylan from Yieldiac. And this week we're going to talk more about products and Yieldiac itself. So welcome to the show, Dylan. Yeah, thanks for, uh, hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Appreciate it. Good to have you on. So th- this week we thought uh, that we would talk about uh, all the different products that Yieldiac is uh, working on or has already uh, shipped. And there are quite a few. Uh, so I don't know um, if there's one product in particular you want to. Um, start with maybe the optimizing protocol, which is, I guess, the base. Um, I don't know if you look at it that way. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, the revenue driver for Yieldjack. So I guess that's where kind of a lot of the focus is on and, and what uh, I guess where most of the users are as well. Um, so yeah, so essentially there's there's two types of farms uh, when you go to Yieldjack and, and Yieldjack is most uh, known for its farms. Um, there's auto compounding farms um, where rewards are compounded into your on your behalf back into the underlying assets. So if you're farming AVAX and USD and you're earning Joe rewards, those Joe rewards are sold, are sold 50% uh, into AVAX, 50% into USD and re-LP'd into your underlying position. So it's for people that are looking to build a specific position rather than accumulate rewards from, from different uh, incentivization protocols. Um, and you get the benefits of compound interest as well because that reinvest mechanic is done on your behalf. So you don't have to pay gas fees. Um, you don't have to log in every day and manage your farms. It's all done uh, on your. It's done for you. So um, it's a. It's a. It's a really. It was a bit. It was a tool built out of. Um, out of you know need of when you're managing multiple farms and especially when gas fees are high. Um, there's even bigger benefits. Um, and the the higher uh, APR of the farm, the higher the compound interest impact is. You get that snowball impact um, as rewards accumulate. So um, so yeah, that's the main product. Uh, there's other types of farms which um, are single asset folding strategy farms. So an example of this would be like a Benki USDT farm or an Ave Avax farm, where um, uh, essentially we're optimizing lending protocols, incentivizing you for supplying. Uh, for lending out your tokens so that people can borrow against them. Um, and, you know, they offer incentives for you to, to supply this. And what Yieldyak does um, is it folds your deposit for you. So it'll, let's take USDT on Banky as an example. So you'll deposit $100 in USDT. Uh, we'll then borrow $50 uh, on your behalf. And then we'll deposit that $50 back into Banky. So now you've got $150 exposure. We'll then borrow uh, $25 of that 50 and we loop that up to 13 times so that we maximize uh, your overall like exposure with that single deposit. Um, and uh, by proxy, we increase your return. So I think like on Banky right now, if you just supplied by yourself, you'd earn 5%. But with this optimized mechanic, you're earning over 8%. So you get some benefits there. So those, those are the main products, I'd say, the, the compounding farms and um, the single asset folding strategies. So would you say that on average, um, Yieldiac is using this kind of mechanic, you're able to get, you know, the best APRs in the market? So <clears throat> for the most part, yes. I mean, there's a, the benefits are largest for smaller farmers. 
Um, the reason that they're the, they're the largest for, uh, I'm talking about um, total, total amount deposited, you benefit the most as a, I guess, a, a smaller guy, um, just because you get the benefit of a larger TVL that's compounding. So uh, put it like this, the optimal point to compound is a calculation of the rewards minus the gas fees to compound. Um, and when you're farming on your own as a smaller farmer, that might be once every four or five days when it's beneficial. But when you deposit into a yield yak farm um, with hundreds of other users, um, all of a sudden it's reinvesting three to four times a day rather than once every three to four days. Um, so I guess to answer your question, most of the time it's it's beneficial to, to use yield yak or doing it yourself, but it depends in, in certain instances. Yeah, I think my, my main, uh, the thing that I'm most impressed with, um, it kind of takes a lot of that concern about gas fees, trading slippage, or trading commissions for a retail trader, like these these small things add up over time when you're compounding on, let's say, a daily basis, but much less impact on a very large position. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the other reason that, I, that I, <clears throat> I'm a user as well, obviously, one of the reasons I like using YieldYak is that if you click into any farm, you can see um, the asset growth over time. So you can see how the farm's been performing. You see the breakdown of where the APY is coming from, like how much is from uh, farming rewards, how much is from swap fees. You can see deposit growth as well. Like are, are people entering this farm? Are people been exiting? You get a sense of like, how what am I actually getting involved with, which you don't usually get um, like on the direct protocol itself. Yeah, YieldYak offers that, which is another nice, nice perk. So... What was it like building out this product and what is it like running the day-to-day? So building it out, I mean, I, I, when it was founded, I was still just a community member, but I was one of the, the first users of YieldYak, so I can, I can speak a little bit to, to the thinking behind, uh, behind the project. And it was really built uh, out of need in terms of all of the, the founding members and developers, um, you know, third DeFi enthusiasts as well, and they were coming over from Ethereum and, you know, Avalanche had just launched, you know, uh, YieldYak was probably one of the first five projects launched on Avalanche or one of the first few. Um, and as all of these different DEXs um, were rolling out back then, there was a ton and it was a bit more wild, wild west than it was now. There was no way to like aggregate that and to understand like what's going on where, what are the best farms, um, who's doing what. Um, and also, uh, especially that, especially back then, the benefits of compound interest were massive because, you know, to bootstrap the, the ecosystem, there was just huge rewards and huge yields. So it was just a, it was a huge edge to, to use an auto compounder, both to see what was happening and to, 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 to get those benefits. <clears throat> so, I mean, it was chaotic for sure, in terms of trying to cover all of those different projects, but, um, you know, the team's kind of ethos is that. You know, sure, there's a certain level of vetting that we do on the projects to, to try to you know, make sure that we're supporting, you know, good projects. But we also just try to cover the ecosystem in an unbiased way. So, you know, we're not trying to, like, pick winners or pick favorites. You know, the idea is, like, if there's something on, on Avalanche that DeFi users would want to see, it should be on YieldYak. Um, and that's kind of been the, the methodology that's driven the other products as well, which, which I think we'll get into. Um, it's been very much, like, how can we be kind of a, a one-stop DeFi shop to, to do everything you want to do uh, in avalanche when it comes to, to chasing yield um, and swapping and, and everything that comes with it. It's definitely impressive that you have so many products. Like when you just look at the page and you can like sort through it and just, you can find almost like a yield yak farm for anything on avalanche. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a credit to the, to the devs that, you know, they're super passionate. They, they're yield farmers themselves. So they're constantly looking at what's rolling out. And um, you know, oftentimes like they have, 
like they've rolled out a farm that I wasn't even aware of. I was like, so third, it's, it's not like a situation where the devs are just like working to like a roadmap that, uh, you know, someone sets out for them, their users themselves and they're like, uh, they have their, their finger to the pulse. So that makes it easy. We don't, we don't have a, we don't have a roadmap, you know, we're super reactive to what's going on in the ecosystem. You know, we have some fixed projects that we ourselves are working on. It's basically split into two parts. There's the reactive part, which probably accounts for 75% of the time spent. Then the other time spent is building out, like I would say our product. So the things that we're working on, like that would be something like liquid staking. That would be something like YakSwap, the DEX aggregator, making improvements to that. Um, so projects that we know we want to do um, and that we can do like isolated from what any other project is doing. So that makes up, you know, a chunk of our time as well. Super interesting. How would you define the competitive landscape and where do you see the market for yield optimizers going? It's a good question. Um, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really competitive landscape. Um, I guess more on the cross-chain front, I think there's always going to be a, a space for, for these strategies. Uh, and especially because liquidity is being fragmented and like continues to be fragmented. So like if I was just kind of, um, you know, a DeFi years and I was just kind of just loyal to Trader Joe, we're just loyal to Pangolin. You're missing out on so much in the ecosystem by by not like exposing yourself to like a, an aggregator like Yield Yak, which is going to take kind of an unbiased approach and just here's everything that's available on, on that chain. Um, so, you know, obviously our, our future is heavily yield dependent and, you know, lots of talk about real yield and sustainable yield um, and, you know, hard to predict the, the future in terms of kind of what the yield landscape is going to look like on Avalanche or any other chain. Um, but, you know, assuming you're bullish on DeFi, the value of a yield yak, uh, I, th I think will only become bigger as the uh, ecosystem becomes more mature and there's more projects. We try to kind of leverage the fact that, you know, yield yak's been around for, for well over a year. We've never had an exploit. Um, we've never lost user funds. Um, it's a truly kind of community focused focus project that's trying to kind of do things in the right way and, and, and you know, do, do right by the users. And hopefully that, that leads to some, some brand loyalty uh, and trust uh, going forward. <clears throat> um, so can we talk about yield boosting for a bit? I, I know that you guys are getting in on, you know, the platypus wars. Yeah. So <clears throat> Avalanche basically has their own kind of version of the, the curve wars or the convex wars where essentially, you know, platforms build on top of the underlying protocol and the underlying tokenomics to try to offer boosted yields to their users. Um, so to take it back, basically how that works is these kind of VE tokenomics are essentially, if you stake their token and hold that token staked, you're constantly accumulating VE XYZ and your VE XYZ balance has a direct impact on the yields you're, you're earning um, in, that, in those protocols farms, you know, for providing liquidity in those protocols. So if I have a huge VPTP balance, uh, my yield supplying USDC to Platypus are larger than if I didn't. Um, now what's happened is that some protocols have been whitelisted um, to essentially accumulate that on the behalf of their users by black holing their tokens. So black holing PTP, black holing Joe, uh, and so forth, and uh, letting users black hole that token into their vault uh, on their behalf, and they'll receive a derivative token, YY Joe, um, Vector has their equivalents, Stake Hut's another example for Trader Joe, um, and uh, giving a derivative token, which then they can stake to earn a percentage of the fees earned by those farms on YieldYak. Um, and it ends up being something of a win-win situation, or it should hopefully be, where the user is able to earn revenue on the YieldYak farms. YieldYak and all of its farmers benefit from having a larger staked 
Joe balance or platypus balance, platypus balance. Um, and thus it becomes more profitable to farm on yield yak versus farming on your own. Um, so there's, you know, we call it kind of the PTP party and trade the Joe wars. So yeah, yield yak does that. Uh, we have that with YY Joe. We have that with YY PTP. Um, that's the yield yak equivalent, a derivative token for, uh, for black holding those tokens with us. Um, and there's more to come. Um, maybe a bit of alpha. We're going to be doing the same for, for more money. Uh, I think that's almost ready to go. Uh, just waiting for more money to whitelist us. And um, we're working with Yeti as well to, 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 do, to do the same with them. Again, you know, it's us kind of reacting to, to the ecosystem and trying to add value for the users so that they don't have to do it themselves. Yieldyak does it for them. Nice. Yeah, the, the PTP wars are an interesting topic. We actually uh, had an episode with Canuck Link um, a little while ago, uh, which maybe we can link uh, at this moment in the podcast. And we uh, explored where the value should accrue. Will, will the value accrue to Platypus or will it actually accrue to these platforms building on top of Platypus? So interesting episode if you're wondering about that. Maybe we can jump into uh, the Yak Swap. Uh, which is your DEX aggregator, which we recommend to our users quite a bit. There's not a lot of awareness that this exists, but it's actually a great tool. Yeah. So, I mean, this this one, I think I can kind of really uh, encourage people to use it uh, in an unbiased way. You know, Yieldyak doesn't take any fees. You know, we don't earn any revenue on top of it. It's an open source on-chain tool uh, that we really recommend people to use because it will save them money. And um, so I guess just to make sure that everyone kind of understands, you know, what it is, what is a DEX aggregator, there's, you know, there's competing versions. But um, the reason that I would recommend YakSwap is just the number of route integrations across the Avalanche ecosystem. Um, it has every route that I'm aware of uh, that can possibly be integrated. Um, it has to have on-chain uh, decision-making. It has pretty much all the ecosystem tokens. So it's especially useful if you're, you're looking to swap maybe a smaller market cap token um, that isn't going to be supported um, on some of the other DEX aggregators. It's great for that. Um, and what it does is that it looks for the best route to execute your trade, and that can include multiple hops, as we call it. So uh, let's say you're swapping from Platypus to USDC. Um, so you're collecting your Platypus rewards and you want to put them into put them into USDC. Um, YakSwap will look across all of the routes possible and very likely it will, you know, swap that platypus into AVAX on Trader Joe and then swap that AVAX into USDC on Wu Finance or GMX or, you know, the protocols that have the best, uh, the best rates for big major pairs. And um, by proxy, you actually save a lot. So it makes a big difference than if you were just go to a, uh, I guess, a, a normal AMM to make that trade. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's invaluable. You know, I use it every day. Um, and uh, yeah, I... I, I couldn't recommend it more. Are there any plans to um, eventually collect fees on it or do you plan on keeping it free forever? Something we've discussed a lot with the community, obviously like, you know, everyone would love to start adding fees and increasing increasing revenue, especially in times like these. The feeling is it's a really competitive space. Um, if we start adding fees, all of a sudden, maybe it's not the best place to, to swap on Avalanche. And, you know, we're still early. Like I think a lot of projects make the mistake of like, trying to be too focused on revenue too early, too early in the project at the expense of, of building out your user base and, and building adoption. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to add fees later when those fees are going to have a real meaningful impact than add them now to, you know, realistically volume isn't massive. So if we added fees, it's not like it's going to quadruple the protocol's value. So it, yeah, it, feel, it still feel, would feel too short-sighted to add fees, but it's definitely something that that's been discussed with the community. There's, there's various opinions, but, but for now, the, the feeling is that... Um, you know, the, it's more important to, to build users and, 
and um, you know grow increase its usage than than worry about um, you know taking fees on it. Uh, could you see protocols adopting this as a tool? For example, like another yield boosting or optimizing protocol that needs to make multiple trades, would this actually provide like a pretty good optimization for protocols that are doing that sort of recycling function? Potentially, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, it's the Yak Swap is you know it's open source. You can you can you know you can see it all and build on top of it. And and there are projects that are integrating it into their logic and using it on Avalanche. Um, you know, we're in discussions with a few actually. Um, that are using it and have, you know, they've had high kind of high praise for, for, for the code and the ease of, ease of integration. Um, so in short, yes, uh, I don't know if there's any other yield boosting protocols that are using it. I don't think so, but, but they could. I'm curious uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, how hard was it to put this together and to just maintain it with all the new listings and changes and so on? Yeah. So we have a specific developer that specializes in, in, in the DEX aggregator and in the AxeWap and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very kind of specific skill set to 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 build this and to add the add the routes. And you know, he's been really really quick adding new routes. And you know, we were the first to integrate GMX and, and Woo Finance. They're they're the two biggest. Them and Plat, those two with Platypus are the, the three biggest for volume on on Avalanche. And you know, the the main the bigger Dex aggregators, Paraswap and OneInch, they hadn't they didn't have them integrated for for months. Um, so yeah, I mean, kudos to to him. Um, it's it's quite a technical thing. I think it was kind of built again, kind of out of, of necessity. They were looking at like our arbitrage opportunities. Like, you know, if I'm routing X through here and then moving Y over there and uh, it eventually evolved into like an incredible swap tool that, that kind of does the arbitrage for you. I mean, I remember when the, the market was a bit more, less efficient, you could just go on YakSwap with like $100 in USDT and turn it into like $110 in USDT, just like routing it through a few different other stables back to USDT. Um, just because, yeah, there's there's not enough kind of uh, arbitrage arbitrage uh, bots taking advantage of uh, of the, the ecosystem. But, you know, that, those edges have been hammered out, uh, taken away. But but still, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a, a tool that was kind of built on, on top of that. Great. Um, can we talk about uh, liquid staking and YYA backs? Sure, would love to. Maybe we could just quickly overview um, the idea of liquid staking and um, the uh, yield yak solution to it. Sure. Yeah. So YYA backs is a liquid staking derivative token. So it's a derivative token of, of AVAX. And um, you know, put simply, basically, right now, if you're not staking your AVAX on the validator P chain, the, uh, the, the, the chain where the, the network is validated, uh, where people stake their tokens to have the right to validate the network. You need 2000 AVAX to spin up a validator. Um, if you're not doing that, you're missing out on yield that is uh, awarded by you know, the Avalanche network for, for doing so. And that yield ranges from anywhere from seven all the way up to 10% if you were to lock it up for, for over a year. Um, so if you're just using our AVAX on the, the Avalanche C chain and using it in DeFi, you're not able to do that. And uh, what YVAX tries to do is to bridge that gap so that you can still use your AVAX in DeFi protocols on the Avalanche C chain, but also still get the benefits of the yield being awarded to, to the AVAX staked on the network. So how that works is that users essentially mint YY AVAX for AVAX. So they give us their AVAX. We take that across to the P chain. We assign that to our network of validators. It's earning yield. And then we give you a derivative token, YYAVAX, in exchange. And then you can take that YYAVAX and you can use it in the ecosystem with DeFi utility um, that's being built out uh, as we speak. Um, now, the, the approach that YieldYak's taken to YYAVAX, that's a bit different than, than other liquid staking tokens. Um, one, it's meant to be easy in and easy out. So 
Um, you know, usually right now, if you had your, your that staked on the P chain and you wanted to get it back, you would have to wait at least 14 days because 14 days is the minimum staking period. You have to wait at least 14 days, make a request, get it back, and then you can move it over and, and do something with it. Um, because we're spreading our AVAX across many validators that are constantly uh, unlocking every day, every every, every couple of days, um, we're able to let you enter and exit quickly. It's done with a special withdrawal pool, which always has a certain percentage of the total supply available to be to be exchanged. Um, but basically, if you use yet yet if you use the AXWAP to to buy or sell YWA AVAX, you'll always get the best price, and you won't have to wait those 15 days to. To, to get your AVAX back if you want to redeem your YY AVAX for AVAX. Um, the other kind of uh, novel approach that we're taking is that with YY AVAX, you're actually earning more rewards than just what's being awarded on the to, to validators on the P-Chain. Now, there's another big piece of this, which is just hopefully kind of uh, coming to fruition, which is validating subnets. So that's another huge piece of the, the big picture for Avalanche is that um, you know, these, these validators are going to be validating subnets and the subnet can choose their different validators uh, with different criteria and the validators will be rewarded for it. And the, the vision for YWAVAX is that Eden will be, you know, pursuing subnets to validate. They're talking to a bunch of other projects that are, that are spinning up subnets um, in the hopes to validate and earn rewards. And again, those rewards will be distributed to, to YWAVAX holders. So you, you basically get every benefit that you could have by running a validator you get it for just holding YWAVAX. Um, another huge perk, which which probably isn't spoken about a lot, last week there was a bug detected uh, on the P-Chain and required five different client releases. So if you're running a node yourself, you had to run five different client updates. It was hours and hours of work to navigate this and manage this. Um, huge downtime for a lot of a lot of validators. And you know, the Eden Network did this for you on your behalf. They maintain 90% uptime because they're professionals at running this stuff. Um, and, um, you know, as a YYVAX holder, you know, the yield was still flowing. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a really, we think it's a really strong kind of liquid staking setup infrastructure. Um, and, um, yeah, we're just kind of getting going now. What would you say are, are your best performing products? Um, and maybe like, which ones are you surprised about how well they've performed? Yeah. So the best performing products on yield have definitely been our single asset folding strategies. Um, just because that's not an easy thing for you to manage yourself, uh, it's low risk. Um, we manage the um, uh, like we manage the supply, and the the folding mechanics. So how much we're leveraging that single asset? You know, you can't get liquidated, but there's still an element of of leverage there. Um, so if the borrow APY uh, got too negative, it, it could be a negative APY farm. So the dev team are, are managing that to optimize it for you. Um, there's a lot of work in, involved in that, and and those are our more our most popular strategies because it offers something that's really hard to to get yourself. Yeah. Before we end, I would just say um, that I've noticed myself watching Yield Yak, you know, kind of developing from the beginning. There's not a lot of like sort of retail friendly products out in the market, right? Like a lot of things are really geared towards big positions or huge liquidity, and I think uh, it's it's really nice to see Yield Yak kind of offer products that really cater to retail uh, investors or traders and people who want to get in, you know, maybe with a couple small positions, right? And uh, just watch them grow from there. Yeah, the majority of our users are retail users with smaller positions. It's not really, uh, yeah, it's not just uh, whales using yield yet. But that's, that's great to hear. Uh, it's great feedback, so. Yeah, it's really great to um, dive in and look at each um, type of product that Yield Yak has, has created. Uh, at More Money, we work with Yield Yak quite a bit, uh, and it's been one of our favorite partners to work with. 
Um, and um, yeah, you, even for me, uh, being pretty familiar with Guild uh, it's fun to sort of do this deep dive. So, so thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. If you're still watching at this point, uh, leave us a like, maybe comment about it. Tell us what your favorite Yield Yak product is. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks, guys.